series between AB Talks and Red Bull, I sit down with Sheikh Al Qasmi. I really hope you enjoy this interview. And if you want to see the video version, you'll find it on my channel on YouTube. Enjoy. Hello, Sheikh. Hi. <laughs> Good to have you. And the funny thing is, we never met no. ever. Yeah. Although we live in the same country, yeah. And we probably hear about each other maybe yeah. randomly. Yeah. But today's the the setting, I guess. Yeah. Not bad, huh? Not bad start, I guess. So I really get to know you a lot. Yeah. In a quiet place, <laughs> without distractions, without the cheesy events or anything like that. Yeah. Well, I don't I think we go don't to. Yeah, we don't go to many yeah, cheesy events. So let's. I want to start um, straight away. Uh, I want you to tell me, if you don't mind, uh, about your childhood. Ah, <laughs> uh, my childhood was, you can say, different. Um, it wasn't just me; it was me and my, like my brothers and sisters. We were all very different. Uh, I went to an international school, private school, um, but. Straight away, I just felt different. I never understood. I never understood the culture. I never understood. Even when growing up, I never understood the rules. But you're from here. Mom and dad are from here. Yeah. But you still felt you're not I getting. I felt. Yeah, I just felt very disconnected to everything. Is it you or also your siblings felt the same way? Yeah, my siblings as well. Okay. Um, we felt like. Well, I'm not going to speak on their behalf, but personally, um, growing up, we were exposed to a lot of the Western culture, and we traveled to the UK a lot. And traveling to the UK and spending a lot of months there, and then coming back here, I felt like here was a culture shock to me instead of there. And even communicating with locals, with Emiratis, was very hard for me. And um, my first language is English. Uh, a lot of people ask me why, and I just say I don't and know why. And so why we have the interview in English. Right? <laughs> yeah, because exactly. Because I know, first of all, why do you speak Arabic? I speak Arabic, but I know how people are, and how the people are. This is another I remember saying also in one of the random videos, and the random shit I talk about, I said, uh, I don't understand why in the Arabic culture, instead of you know, encouraging that one of us can speak more than one language, we condemn it. Yeah. So when somebody speaks any Spanish, English, they're like, ah, you're yeah. not proud of your language. No, I am, but it doesn't mean I have to stick to it. Yeah. Thank God I know more than one. At the end of one. the day, at the yeah. end of the day, they're words. It's just a language. Mm -hmm. And uh, It's a form of expression. It's a form of expression. And not to go off topic, but I was, um, a woman asked me that in uh, an inter not an interview, it was like a kid's, um, like a talk thing, and I spoke in English. And she was like, I just want to ask you a personal question. I said, of course, you can ask me anything. And she said, why don't you speak in Arabic? And I said, because my first language is English. She said, don't you feel like it's difficult for you to um, reach a target audience? I'm like, so far I haven't had any difficulties. Because people understand body language, they understand intention, they understand other languages other than letters and words. It's more than just me saying words in Arabic or words in English. It's me putting the effort of going out there and doing this for people. That's my language. It's not the Arabic, English, etc. Hmm. So, okay, you, 
your first language was English and that maybe contrib contributed to you feeling a bit different? Uh, I, I've said that I, I feel like an alien, like all the time, even now, like even now in this country, surrounded by the people I'm surrounded by, most of the time I just feel like I'm an alien. I feel very different the way that I think, the way I express myself. Even the people around me don't actually know me 100% because I'm, I'm not 100% myself with people. Have you ever been 100% with anybody? Yeah. And how did that... Uh... Rejection. How did it go? Rejection. So it just felt like I was in constant danger because they were threatened. Or and intimidated or afraid? Uh, yeah, well, threatened, intimidated, afraid, fear. It's all the same. It all comes from the same root. It's all fear. And for them to be fearful, it's their own, it's their own belief, their own program, their own structure and how their brain works. And I don't judge that. You are what you are, I am what I am. But to, like you said, condemn or um, put down or make less of me because I'm different is not okay. And do you think that made you recoil? That it was maybe one of the very few actors, I'll make some assumptions, but if so, if I'm wrong, just correct me. That you don't seem like you're a person who would open up easily because you already know that not most people won't get you. So you have to be very selective if you ever decide to open up maybe 70%, 80% of your personality. So in that moment that now is stuck in your mind that I don't know it, but obviously you're remembering something. When you opened up to that person and they rejected you, didn't make you say, you know what, I'm never going to open up to anybody. It's not worth it. It's not that it's not worth it. Um, I feel like people don't need to know everything. It's, it's none of anybody's business who I am, if I know who I am. It's no but is that a defense I mechanism? It's not a defense mechanism. I've accepted myself. No, Instead I, don't of mean, I don't mean it in that way. I mean, human beings are made to communicate. It's in our nature. في مثل بالعربي الجنة بدون ناس ما تنداس يعني even heaven without people is not worth stepping into so uh, in our nature we want to share and when you watch a nice movie oh, you're like Anas, why do you really need to watch this movie why or I'm gonna go watch it with you again because I want to share it so it's very personal your, your mind is a very you specifically I'm not talking in general you have a very curious mind mm -hmm. and this curious mind is always working yeah. and thinking differently and in a special way. Now, you, you would be longing to share it with somebody who understands that. Yeah. So I can't say that you're leaving it to yourself and, it's, and you're self-satisfied. No, it is a, um, a beautiful thing to connect it. I'm selective, of course. There are certain people in my life that, of course, know everything about me. And one of those people are my sister, Mira. Um, I'm more than just an open book. I'm completely transparent with her. She's transparent with me. We share everything with each other. And I'm very grateful to have a person like her because we, as much as we are different, we're very much alike. And we both understand that we, you know, we accept each other. We accept how we are raised and how we are different. And we've reached a point in our lives where we have to embrace how different we are because we know there are more of us out there that are too scared to be themselves.
There are certain things that I share about my past, which is like the depression, anxiety, insomnia, a lot of these things that, of course, when I was younger was way more extreme than just that. But um, I share that because they say that it's, it's, a, it's not, people are not actually acknowledging these things. And for me to share those parts of my life is encouraging other people to share it as well and then surfacing the reality of these things. Absolutely. Yeah. But for me to share my whole 100%, um, I just feel like not everybody needs to know who I am. I or, was just going yeah. to say, yeah. not everybody not deserves necessary. to get everything. Yeah. Very few people deserve to know Sheikha that you choose deserve it yeah. or de- are deserving of your trust. Yeah. You have to be very picky, and I completely yeah. agree. Not everything should be broadcasted. Not everything should be told. Of course, then what, how can you live a personal life? Yes. So coming back to your childhood, mm-hmm. how would you describe it? You didn't start by saying you felt different. Did that sustain till now? Of course, I feel different now. Do you think it's changed? Have you adapted? No. So you've always felt out of place. Yeah. And how did that... Like, how do you get by when you're always feeling out of place or not fitting? Like how everybody else gets by. I'm... Of course, it was harder being young. Um, And I did force myself to be somebody that I'm not. Um, I did act like other girls. I pretended to be what they are, who they are. I spoke like them, listened to the same music, uh, to be in that circle. And I did that for so long until I graduated university. And then when I got into CrossFit and I entered that class and I saw that every single person was different. Every single person was a different culture, a different religion, Um, different nationality and all of that didn't matter there were no titles no names no nothing it's just hey what's up you're gonna work out and I'm like yeah we're gonna work out and I felt like that was my safe space Mm. and that's why I made it my life well you I saw that you blog from time to time you've done your podcasts you post quiet openly about your lifestyle, your exercise. Mm -hmm. Um, So you you obviously have something that you want to deliver. There is a message that you want to send. So one is, why do you do what you do? I do it because I love it. I feel alive. No, no, no. It's not about me. I mean, I share my life with people. And if any of them gets inspired and encouraged to do something about their life, whether if it's about health, whether it's about their mental health, emotional health, even following their dreams, quitting their job and following their dreams. If it's any type of inspiration, then it's rewarding for me. Why? Because I'm serving people. It's my purpose. Isn't human, aren't like humans are made to serve. We are all made to serve a purpose in this world. It's a, yeah, it is a, it's a general statement, but why is it important for you 
to showcase how different you are to inspire those that probably need it. Why is it so important? Why do you have that fuel? Because I'm not afraid. You're Any, not afraid. I'm not afraid. Anymore? And I'm, yeah, I'm not anymore. And it fuels me to encourage other women not to be afraid. Why? Do you, have you gone through so much at a time that nobody was there to inspire you or to make you feel, you know what, Sheikha, you're different, it's okay, it's fine. You don't have to be like X and Y and Z. Yeah. It's fine, you can be who you are. Was it lacking for you yeah. that you feel, now I need to be that person that I didn't find? Yeah, all my life. Because I still feel like I'm that person. I still feel like I'm different and I still feel like I don't belong and I feel like I'm not a part of, I wouldn't say, I'm just, I, I just don't feel like I'm in the right place. And I never felt like I was in the right place. I felt like I needed to go somewhere to find it. And CrossFit has given me a safe space for me to express myself. And it's given me so much encouragement and so much bravery and it's changed who I am completely um, to the point where I'm brave enough to put myself out there as this person. When before I was always behind closed doors. Can you describe how it was behind closed doors? I was very lonely. I spent years of my life just locked in my room, writing. A lot of people know I'm a writer. Um, very suicidal thoughts, feeling like I'm not deserving to be here, not worthy, uh, not seen, not existent. Hmm. You mentioned CrossFit a few times. Yeah. Like it was something you needed and you needed to latch on to. But is that just a band-aid? No. Because if I end up not doing CrossFit, I'm still, I'm still me. I can still be whoever I want to be. Because now I've found who I am, exactly who I am. And you're okay with it now? I'm okay with it, 100%. Although, you know, Yani Sheikha, um, those are not my words, but I'm sure you've heard it 10,000 times more than me. But people will say, why is she trying to be like a man? And her physique, she's doing a sport that some categorize as a man's sport, let's say, or trying to look like a man or not trying to be as the lua, spoiled, feminine, feminine, graceful, or what's supposed to be feminine. I've gotten that for so, six years. How do you respond to all of that, you know? Whatever people put out there as their opinion, it's their own insecurities coming at surface. It is something that they are not in control of, of their own life, and they project it onto mine. So I take that opinion, swipe, delete, because it doesn't exist. To me, in my world, in my life, the people around me, the people that I train with, the people that I know, my friends, my family, everybody sees me as me and that's fine. 
and I'm happy with it and I'm I'm comfortable, I'm content, it is who I am. If people have a problem with it, it's their own problem. How do you deal with criticism? Because no matter how many people will tell you block, delete, a lot of people don't have the thick skin to do that or it takes time for them to build that. Image. Well, it took time for me to build, of course. Like I had a, an account before and I deleted it because of this. It became too much? It became too much because I was being personally attacked by people. What does that mean? <sighs> Some people were creating fake accounts to attack me. Mm -hmm. And it became very personal. And I had my account not to prove, not prove my existence, but prove that women can do whatever they, they want to do. So I turned to my brother and I told him, look, this is what I want to do with my life and I, I don't know what to, to do with this right now because I'm being attacked, I'm being insulted and my brother said this to me and, and I say this in every interview if you do good people will talk, if you do bad people will talk, if you do nothing people will talk it's because people don't, know have, don't have lives if they don't have a life they're not in control of their life if they're bored they're gonna talk, they're gonna point and talk you can never satisfy people. Never. And until today, what do people do? People still live for other people. See, the issue also is, it's when, when people have time and they're bored, yeah. it's a very dangerous thing. It's dangerous, thing. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very bad for any society across the world. If the people don't have shit to do and they're not occupied or being productive, yeah. it's very dangerous. It creates gossip, yeah. rumors, backstabbing. It's very bad for any relationship, friendship, work, marriage. It's such a dangerous thing. And people sitting down in coffee shops for six hours, what do you think they're talking about? Of course. Which book they want to read? No. No, of course. It becomes boring because gossip this is, is entertaining. This is why I don't go out. You will never see me in home bakery or you're never going to see me in city walk. Because all I hear is Kiki for CrossFit, Akil Gui, and it's disgusting. And I'm, I'm so tired of it being here. Because if I get out of my car and I'm not wearing my Aba, nobody looks my way. But the second I walk on the street and I'm wearing Aba, I'm getting honks and putting the window down and screaming a Sheikha. Excuse me, what? Have you not grown up? And they still do it. They still do it in the malls, they still do it on the streets. And then they, what do they do? They, they blame the girl. She's the one that wants it. I think people need to do something with their lives. They need to like, they need to face their own reality, find something to do, buy a board game, something. I love but, board games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to tread more because, Yani Sheikh, I look, at the end of the day, the interview, yes, it's about you. Yeah. But it's also mainly about a human being. Um, and I want people that watch this to connect. So I want to tread more on not the Sheikha that I'm, that's sitting in front of me now, because you've evolved a lot, you've learned a lot, you've grown a lot. Mm -hmm. But more so on the process of getting where, where you are. It's obviously taken a hit on you. And when I talk to you and I look at you and I know when you're speaking, you're not telling me 30 things yeah. and you tell me one. But I want a bit more about that 
experience because I think it will really also help a lot of the women, especially even guys that are... They need to seek help. That need to connect, yeah. They need to seek help. Did you? Yeah, of course. I've been to psychiatrists, I've been to psychologists, I've been to life coaches. I've had two life coaches for the past eight years. Do you think it's all bullshit or is it actually helping? No, it's helping. Because we are too afraid to ask ourselves questions. Because we're too afraid to know the answer. Because once we know the answer, then we have to take action. But everybody's on autopilot because we're too scared to actually do what is best for us. Because if we do what's best for us, we're going to get alienated. If I do what's best for me, you think people would accept who I am? People don't accept who I am anyway. It's not about something not being good enough. It's about what's good enough for me. It's not for them. It's how, how am I supposed to live my life the way I want to live my life, as simple as I want it, to create clarity for myself. And I think people are too afraid to actually do that. They're too afraid to ask questions. They're too afraid to peel the onion. They're too afraid. Because they know. Once they know the answers, they're like, okay, it's a lot of shit. Human okay, beings don't, do. don't like the unfam unfamiliar. Of course. Or to be outcasted because it's in our genetics to be clans also, to be in groups. And you don't want to be ousted to, to be out of the, yeah. the clan or the group or to feel alienated, like yeah. you mentioned. But I think because people are very comfortable where they are, they, they don't want to, they don't want change. You think most people are in denial? Oh, everybody's in denial. Even I was in denial. Everybody's in denial. I highly doubt that one person knows who they are 100%. I still don't know who it's I am 100%. Journey, I think. Of course. Yeah. But is everybody out there happy with the money that they have and the cars that they drive and the clothes that they wear and the smiles that they give people? There's a quote, I think, <laughs> I think it was Jim Carrey. And he said, uh, if it was him credit, he said, I wish everybody's famous and rich so they know it's not the answer. Exactly. Because that's what, unfortunately, even the kids today in school, yeah. they ask them, what do you want to be? I want to be a blogger or an influencer. And, yeah. and they think if they get 10,000 likes, they're going to be living the life. It's and not. It's not that. No, it's not. Because on Instagram, I get pictures of my car all the time. I get followed all the time. Hmm. And I get stopped sometimes. And, and people say, you know, I'm uncomfortable, but then I forget because I don't, like, I don't really acknowledge that I'm a famous person. I don't feel like I'm a famous person. I'm just a person doing her thing on Instagram and suddenly I'm, you know, like I'm known. That's it. <laughs> I don't mm. feel like I'm... You definitely stand out, Sheikha, and you know that. I know I stand out, but I don't feel like I'm... I'm I just feel average. Yeah. But when people make such a big deal out of it, I'm like, whoa, chill. I'm just like a normal person. <laughs> mm. Yeah. What, how did you reach a point that you thought, or what convinced you to say, you know what, I need to seek help. I can't do this on my own. Because you mentioned depression. You mentioned suicidal thoughts. And a lot of people don't even know what depression feels like. Or, or even if they're depressed, they don't even realize it. Yeah. So how do you reach that point? Um... I, I had, I was, thankfully I had different outlets. So music was my outlet, writing was my outlet. Uh, that was my form of self-expression. That helped me heal, but it did not heal the deep scars 
everything that's in the subconscious mind that's been in there for hundreds of years, you know, feels like hundreds of years, um, all of that hasn't been healed because it doesn't resurface. But I noticed that a lot of the times that something happens, I get a trigger, panic attack, and I don't know how to deal with it. And then again, trigger, panic attack, I don't know how to deal with it. The only thing I can do is lock myself in the room, wait for the panic attack to go, and then I'm fine. Um, so then I reached out to a life coach. My sister uh, sought her a few times, and she gave me her contact, and I sat with her, and I sat with her literally for one hour, and I couldn't get a word in because all I did was cry. Because all I needed was to talk to someone. And as much time as I spoke to friends and family about it, people would say, you're so privileged. Yani, you're from the family and you have money. Why, why are you depressed? I'm like, do you, do you even understand what, where I, I don't even feel like I'm here. I don't even feel like I belong. I don't even feel like, it's, it's so hard to explain. Like, I always say, like, I feel like a Westerner in an Arab body. Like, uh, okay, I'm an Arab, but I feel like I'm so Western inside. The way that I think, the way I act, the way I speak. Even my friends who are American, they're like, you're more American than we are. And I'm like, yeah, well, television for you. Um, so as much as I try to explain to them, they're like, yeah, but you should be thankful. You should be grateful. You know, you have money. You have a house. And I'm like, okay, yes, I am grateful for my house and I'm grateful for my parents and money and etc. But then what? Who am I? What am I supposed to do with this? And when I found the person to talk to, she helped me heal. Of course, I saw her for a couple of years and then uh, only recently I changed my life coach uh, only because I felt like... Um, I felt like I needed somebody who understands sports and where my mind should be where, and where I want to go um, in my career. So I just changed the life coach. But you just need to talk to someone. You have to be careful who you talk to also. Somebody who gets you, gives you the right advice. Of course, I think it all comes with recommendation. But at the same time, just talking with someone helps. And I agree. I'm just somebody listening. It's somebody listening helps because a lot of people, they, they listen and then they call you crazy. And then they listen and then they're like, yeah, but you should be grateful. Like, shut up. You have a lot of, shit. like, you have everything. How was school though? I did grade 10 and 11 in Dubai. And it was the worst experience of my life because I was constantly bullied for either being smart or too young or because I grabbed attention. And because I speak fluent English and not Arabic. So I was constantly bullied. But it wasn't anything that was um, directly at me. So the bullying you think was at the minimum or it was bad? No, it was minimum. It wasn't, it wasn't extreme or anything. But then, but of course, I'm like, being a detective now. Yeah. <laughs> so I obviously know very clearly you're very driven. Yeah. And you have a fire. And it's not easy to control and probably it bothers you sometimes. And it's just a lot of energy that, and messages and that you want to deliver because you feel responsible. So if it's not school and it's not these amateur bullies, 
Then what is it? Something had to do it. Something had to do what? Stir you up this way. I had to fight. What does that mean? Let's just say I had to fight. It's too general. I can't. <laughs> I can't talk about it. I was very different growing up. Um, and in my family, I was very... I wasn't... I wasn't calm, let's say. I wasn't girly. And I wasn't maybe what my parents expected. And of course, with the amount of energy that I have and me being close to my brother, I love cars and guns and not real guns, toy guns. Um, I think because I was very much into all the boy stuff and they didn't want me to be, it was kind of, how do we control this one? And um, I just had to fight a lot to try to be myself. You, you did talk about uh, marriage mm -hmm. in one of your interviews. Yeah. And that topic, how sensitive it is, because a lot of the girls in many countries, especially Arab countries, are very much programmed and groomed to feel, even Disney or yeah. TV and cartoons, they all do that that the girl is nothing until she finds the knight, yeah. right? And in Arab societies, it's, we're, it's very pushed. So you, the, the little girl starts to associate making her parents happy only by the time she gets, finds a man or delivers children. Yeah. I know you have your opinions on that, on that topic. Can you tell me some? something about it <laughs> that's a very general question <laughs> i want to leave the canvas quite uh, open because i'm sure you went through it like any girl in i've the been Gulf. i've been engaged many times oh, okay i didn't know that i don't go through it yeah. because i know if that man's going to hold me down i'm not going through with it are you open to the idea of marriage no not at all not as a model no so you don't think you'll ever get married i don't know Oh, that's a good answer. You right know. now, yeah. I'm thinking about myself because 30 years of my life, I've given to other people. You think so? Yes. And this is the fight and this is trying to fit in? Yes. And now is the time to say, fuck it, I, I need to be me. I need to be me. I need to, I owe it to myself to live for myself, How not for other now? people. 30. Ah, the nice years. Yes. <laughs> 30s is the fine-tuning, refining, filtering. Yeah, <laughs> filtering everything out. Mm. Yeah. That's good. I, I would commend you on that. Good yeah. for you. It's important to, to take care of our own and being, you know, our own meaning us. Because nobody else will. People will listen, will hug you, will laugh with you. But then you yeah. go on that bed at the end of the night or you sit alone in a room, you're alone. Yeah. But people are too scared to be alone. Yeah. A lot of people can't bear to be. My mother always tells me, Anas, you have to learn to be your own friend. Which that I'm, is I'm, very true. I'm thinking you already are your own friend. Yeah. I also have Coco, my dog. Uh -huh. <laughs> She's my friend. <laughs> hmm. So yeah, going back to this marriage topic. I feel like um, we are born 
and then we die. Whatever we do in between birth and death has to be within our own control. The moment that we give this control to somebody else, then you're not living. But of course you can, which is rare, be in a relationship which celebrates individuality rather than giving somebody the reins. That's a choice. That also. is not what I mean. Ah, tell me. What I mean is living for other people when your parents are telling you you need to get married. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what you live for. Get married, have kids, move on with your life. You raise your kids, etc. Right? That is giving your life to somebody else. When you're living with your parents, most girls or most women, they don't actually discover themselves because they're not actually living alone. Yes. They're yeah. always under the influence of the environment, which is their family, siblings or parents. And then they have to go through getting married. And then once you get married, you're in an environment where your environment is your husband and your kids and the maids and the drivers and etc. When are you actually on your own? When do you actually know who you are? When do you have time to actually discover? If you can live on your own, do your own laundry, wash the dishes, take care of yourself and not worry about anything else. Mm. When do women actually do that? Men do it. If you study abroad, yes. Of course, if you study abroad. Not many mm. women have that privilege. I wouldn't consider the universities here that. Yeah. Um, but even when girls study abroad, sometimes not many of them experience that because they do have like friends and roommates and etc. Yes, it can keep you distracted. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We so don't, I feel we're like... We're never alone much. No. We're never sitting really... Today, uh, my best friend was saying that he had a transit in Switzerland. And he said, Anas, there is a magic to just being alone with nature. So he went, I think, hiking or something. And, and he's like, you think differently. You disconnect literally, which is, which is so rare. And Do you know why? Tell me. Because it's grounding. It's very grounding, I think. Because you're connected to Mother Earth, where you come from. This is not where we come from. Our house, the floors, the chairs, the shoes, the clothes we wear, all of this is not where we come from. The desert is where we come from. Mother Nature is where we come from. We have to ground ourselves. There is a beauty in it, yeah. Yeah, of course. And when you're out, when you're out in nature, you connect with all of these things. And a lot of people are just distracted by hearsay. They're distracted by what's in a book or what this person says or what that person says, what we need to do, what we need to find on Instagram, Google, la, la, la. They're so distracted by all of these things, but take 10 minutes walking out of the house, sitting in your garden and watching the sunrise. 10 minutes, just being on your own, listening to birds. Mm. And that's what I, honestly, like, I've, I've made it such a mission for myself to really experience and discover who I am. Like this is my mission for the next 10 years. You mentioned something really on your website, which was pretty cool. Well, it's in third person, which I don't like. Third person? Yeah, the bio. But oh, okay. it said something educating people 
around her and educating herself, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I really like that you, whoever wrote it, said educating herself. Because that's our mission, I guess. Where we don't, we haven't figured it out. If, how can I educate people if I don't know? Mm. I really need to discover myself, know who I am inside, know how to, know how to communicate me as a person before I actually communicate with other people. Yeah, absolutely. No? I, I, I keep saying, how can you give what you don't have? Yeah. If you're not happy, how can you give happiness? Or convey or spread if you're not loving yourself how can you love somebody mm -hmm. you know how can you literally give what you don't have i have a question for you ah, switch <laughs> it up yalla how do you love yourself how do i love myself that's a talk that i'm giving soon how do you by love yourself by doing what i love i'm very true to who i am sheikha yeah i don't think i have uh, what you see is what you get Mm -hmm. I don't care what people think. Uh, people who know me know this already. Anyway. Yeah. I am who I am. You see me this way, whatever I'll tell you, say behind your back, I'll literally say it to your face. I have this own rule that you're a fucking coward if all I can do is talk behind people's back and not have the courage to say it to, to your say face. To their face. So whatever I say behind somebody's back, I better have the courage to tell them to yeah. their face. And that's my rule. Mm -hmm. And... Um, there was a funny story to answer your question. There was um, an event that I went to uh, a few months ago. And uh, I was wearing, I don't know, jeans and a shirt, uh, my necklaces. I had, my hair is colored, so it was... All uh, out. Yeah, vibrant. <laughs> and uh, I was away from a friend of mine. And my friend was in his traditional uh, kendor. And then I found out that somebody went to this friend and he's like, look at Anas. Like, who does he think he is? He has no pride in his culture, etc., etc. And he kept talking like, why does Anas express himself this? Why is he wearing this kind of clothes? Look at him and all of that. Look at his hair. And the friend, I, I don't think he knows I know the story because somebody told me this because they heard it. And he goes to him, he's like, at least he's way more of a man than you are. Yeah. At least what you see with Anas is what you get. I never heard Anas talk bad about you, but you're sitting here or standing here talking bad about him when you should, if you have a problem, just go talk to him. Yeah. So if he's man enough, just come and tell me that. I don't mind that you have a different opinion. Yeah. You can tell me that. So to answer your question is by just being me, yeah. by being true to how I feel and my gut feeling. and. Yeah. That's the answer. <laughs> you have Sheikha talks now? Yeah. <laughs> Kiki talks. Um, we have a genetic need as human beings to feel relevant, important, worthy, recognized. It's in our genes. What makes you feel important? When I'm with myself. It makes you feel recognized? Yeah because I can finally recognize myself, hmm. not what people see. Whether it's a name, whether it's a title, whether it's what my parents see, whether it's my siblings or friends or ex-friends, or it's not this projection of what they can see or what they perceive as me as a person. It's very important for me to wake up every morning and know who I am and be proud of who I am. Me as a person walking on this earth 
honoring myself every single day for what I stand for and not giving a shit about people and not giving into or conforming to people's expectations and what people want because I'm not living for other people anymore you intimidate people I'm sure by being you it's good I guess I've been told but I always shrug it off I'm like mm. yeah but sit with me five minutes it'd be cool <laughs> last question signature question how does that Sheikha in one word hmm I can only think of brave. Then that's brave. Yeah. Pleasure. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Lovely talk. <laughs>